Jesus has overcome And the grave is overwhelmed The victory is won He is risen from the dead And I will rise When He calls my name No more sorrow no more Welcome to Bring It Home. This is Mark Freeman. In this week's episode, we're going to listen to portions of Pastor Justin's message this past week about the scars of grief. And I think it's important for us as parents to take time for us to acknowledge our own scars. And like they say on the airplane, put on your own mask before helping others. So I pray that you find wisdom in this message as we join Pastor Justin. I will rise on grief. What counselors have identified and perhaps what you've identified in your own life as you have this wound of grief is that there's five different kind of phases that we go in and out of. All right, we have depression, we have denial, we have bargaining where we're really trying to rationalize and then we have anger and we have acceptance. And what takes place, what counselors have identified, what I've seen in my own life, right, is that sometimes you're having all five of those at the same moment. Sometimes within five minutes you have all five of those. Sometimes you're stuck in one for a while. Sometimes you're stuck in two for a while. But what I've seen and realized, not just from counselors, right, because we're here not just to listen to what counselors say, what God has to say. And it was seven years ago when God revealed and gave me this tool and certainly I always knew about this somehow, some way, but seven years ago where all of a sudden it really started to affect me. And I want to share this with you. And the truth of what I want to share with you are, are these three things. Right? In the midst of how we grieve in the wound of grief, faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and, and love, that that could be part of our story when it comes to grief, that could become more part of our story as we have the wound of grief. Faith, hope, and love. And so where does that come from? It comes from the scriptures, right? It comes from God's word. It comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, this great passage that many of us are familiar with that talks about love. Love is patient. Love is kind. We've heard this at weddings. Perhaps we have it hung up in our house. Perhaps uh, it was at our own wedding. But after those verses about love, also Paul talks about heaven for a brief moment. And he addresses the wound of grief. And he says this, Now we see in a mirror dimly. But then, then in heaven, now in this side of eternity, right, when there's sin and sorrow all around us, we only see but dimly. But then we shall see face to face. We shall see with all clarity. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I've been fully known. And then he says, verse 13, so now faith, hope, and love abide. Faith, hope, and love remain. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Right? Faith, hope, and love. So faith. Faith. Jesus, uh, in the midst of the storms, there's one storm specifically when the disciples wake him up as he's taking a nap, as they just have fear everywhere, and Jesus asks them, where's your faith? Where's your faith? And as he asks that question, and as we think about faith, what we know is our faith is in him. Right? He is the object of our faith. And in John 14, as we heard that read, Right? Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust in me. Jesus is saying, have faith in me. In that wound of grief, fix your eyes. Fix your thoughts 
and me. And me. But also in those little bits of heaven, those little foretastes of heaven that we call miracles. Right? When he would give somebody their eyesight back, when he'd heal a, a crippled person, when he'd take away a disease. Right? That's a little bit of heaven, a temporal healing to show us that there's an eternal healing. Why did he do those miracles? Why do miracles take place? To show us that heaven is for real. Right? Faith, faith in Jesus. Jesus said this in John 11 as he's with Mary and Martha, two of his friends. Their brother Lazarus just died, one of Jesus' friends, and he has an encounter with them. And he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Right? He draws attention to himself. Have faith in Jesus. Right? Whoever believes in me, there it is, right? though he die, yet he shall live. Mary and Martha, your brother's alive right now in heaven. He's alive. And whoever believes in me right, will never die. Your last breath here is just your first breath there because of me, not me, Justin, but because of me, Jesus, as he's explaining the story. He is the resurrection and the life. And then he asks this question, do you believe this? Right? Do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? That's the question that he's asking you and me. Do we believe he is the resurrection and the life? Because if we believe that, if we have faith in him, then that wound of grief, there can be healing there. There's a, a couple books I want to recommend. I don't know if you're taking notes right now or not, but we are going to have a sermon outline of faith, hope, and, and love. And then also two books that have helped myself uh, and I know many others. One book is called Safe in the Arms of God by John MacArthur, a, a great pastor, a great book, a great resource to encourage you if you have the wound of grief from the loss of a child, from a, a miscarriage. Safe in the Arms of God. There's another book that my mother-in-law actually read this past year. It's called Imagine Heaven. It's by an author, John Burke. He, he's a Christian pastor, um, great man of faith. And what he did is he actually did research. And I don't know if you know this or not, but thousands and thousands of testimonies are out there about people that were pronounced medically dead. And then they come back to life on this side of eternity and they have a story to share. And what's amazing is these stories all have great similarities and these stories can give us encouragement and certainly if they line up with scripture which basically every single one does right but there's a book it's called imagine heaven my wife and i have been reading it because many of you know uh, that my mother-in-law did pass uh, the holiday season so we're dealing with that wound uh, of grief and i would highly recommend that book but what i'll do is share a couple different testimonies from that book that he researched that he, he found and the first one is this as we think about faith faith in Jesus. And this individual says that he actually hugged me. Jesus embraced me. And I was so close to him. I felt his beard. I felt his hair. I felt his touch. He enveloped me with so much warmth and love, and his eyes were piercing, but not in a mean way. In an instant, I knew he knew everything about me, but yet I felt secure. His eyes were full of love. Our faith is in him, and we hear his promises, what does that give us? Hope. There is hope, right? And, and Jesus said about this hope of heaven in John 14, not just believe in me, but he said, in my Father's house, there are many rooms. There are many rooms, right? Heaven is your home. Paul says to the church in Philippi, our citizenship is in heaven. Heaven is our true home. Another individual I was pronounced dead, came back and said this. 
he radiated an amazing love that contained deep acceptance. So, Jesus, I felt neither condemnation nor shame in his presence. At first, I hardly dared to look at Jesus, but after time, he lifted me up to himself. Then I was standing before him. As he smiled at me, relief poured over my soul. And you know what he said? Welcome home. Welcome home. He opened his arms to me and his eyes overwhelmed me. I knew I was home where I was destined for. God, who has given us a guarantee, a guarantee of what is to come, and that is heaven in the midst of the wound of grief. We can say because of this hope that we have, because of the faith in Jesus, it was not goodbye. It is we will see you again. We will see our loved one again. The hope of heaven. What does God ask of us on this side of eternity? To prepare us for eternity. What is our purpose? As long as we have breath here, what is our purpose? Love. Love. To love one another. That's true worship of him. When we love others, we're loving him that brings him glory when we love one another. Certainly in the wound of grief that we can give love. Every scar has a story. Every wound of grief has a story, but that our stories would be stories of faith, hope, and love. has overcome And the grave is overwhelmed The victory is won He is risen from the dead And I will rise When He calls my name No more sorrow No more pain I will God.